0: Sometimes you just don't have the energy to prep for your game. That's why there's Weird Dungeon. W-Y-R-D. An OSR-style dungeon crawler from Happy Jack Games. That's J A K. Packed with these 36 pages, our 11 D66 lists, full of level names, factions, magic items, and more. Back, Weird Dungeon, on Kickstarter today at bit.ly backslash weird dungeon. That's W-Y-R-D Dungeon <laughs> Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar, the Barbarian, joined by returning guest, Wife Marshall, the lead game designer and creator of Stillfleet. Welcome.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: No doubt. No doubt. It's good to have you back on. And you were on last time. We talked a bit about Stillfleet, but I know we picked up new listeners. They may not have gone back and listened to that episode. If they sure. can, scroll back. And maybe we'll try to throw the, a link to that episode in the show notes as well so you can catch up. If I, if I remember to do that when I'm posting it. <laughs> but for those who aren't familiar, could you give them a quick rundown of what Still Fleet is exactly and what they can expect from it?
1: Sure. Yeah. Still fleet's a, a new sci-fi TTRPG. We just launched um, the Kickstarter last summer and we're fulfilling it now. So the the actual uh, digital book is out, came out um, right around Christmas time. And and now we're waiting f- uh, the physical hardbacks, which are going to be really beautiful. Um, they're being printed and shipped and we cannot wait to, to have those in stores uh, as of the recording of this in, in February. Uh, we're waiting on the printing. So that'll happen soon. Uh, and, uh, Still Fleet's got a unique system, so it's a totally new, um, very rules light, simple system. You have five scores and the scores are different dice, so it's die, die types kind of determine, uh, the likelihood of success of things. You're usually trying to get a six or higher, or even more often you're trying to beat someone else, um, and get, you know, equal to or greater their, their role. Uh, and uh, we think it's really extensible and fun the book has hundreds and hundreds of options for power so really we thought through a lot of different ways you can sort of mess with mechanics and we have we think we have a lot of fun new ideas in there uh the setting is, is pretty unique it's it is far future different games in the future but ours really focuses on sort of the politics of extraction and and also um there's a lot of that you know, being non-human. So, you know, you work for a company in space on an alien space station humans have dis- discovered recently that sort of connects via these time-space gates to all of these different habitable worlds uh, and big habitable arc ships that have been, you know, long empty or, uh, you know, got hit by an asteroid or whatever. Uh, and you you are sent by the company to go find ancient tech, architech in the idiom of the game, and you bring it back and the company buys it from you. And so you sort of work as the salvager, but the company is, is pretty you know, greedy. They're, they're pretty venal uh, and they don't really care about you and your safety. They don't really care about the other people that you encounter out in space. Um, And so, you know, it sort of puts the player in the position of, all right, you have a job. It's not really a great job in a sense, but uh, (laughs) you are, you are a highly trained, you know, space mercenary, right? So you have cool powers, you have cool equipment, but it's a question to the player. Like, what do you want to do about the company? You know, do you want to like uh, take over? Do you want to just leave uh, and sort of set yourself up on one of these other habitable worlds um, and, you know, there's tons of aliens, and, and they have their own sort of ways of understanding the universe and what uh, meaning is in life, right? If you're some immortal being with extra physical dimensions, right, you're gonna have a very different <laughs> take on things than uh, than a mere human. So in that sense, it's, 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 it's both kind of, we, we like to call it zany, like it's got a playful vibe, but it's also got a very dark vibe that's about, you know, some real life topics, but skewed you know, put into this, this game setting. And and we just, you know, we, the whole team, we love this kind of idea of using TTRPGs to, to both always have f- a lot of fun and also kind of be thinking critically, thinking deeply. So, you know, that's, this is the first game we've made using the system. And we actually have already in development, some other, you know, fantasy versions and whatnot, but, but we think, you know, the, the standalone game still fleet is, is really fun on its own. And, and yeah, definitely I, you know, I'm just excited about it. So you got to cut me off if I'm shrill <laughs> <ran from> here.
0: <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. That's what you're here for. <laughs> yeah. You're here to talk. <laughs> we want to hear from you. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, and you said something there. What well, during that? Like you said, using it for fantasy, as if the the, the system is kind of uh, like I think you said before we we're talking. It's it's, a, it's you feel it's like flexible enough to do a lot of stuff with. because you talk to some of that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the system we're calling the grit system, um, I've also called in the past the still fleet system. But you know, we think just giving a more neutral title based on the, the core mechanic, which is you have a, a pool of grit that you can burn, you can use up, which represents just you know very abstractly your energy, your willpower. So anytime you roll, you can uh, burn three, six, or nine grit to add a plus three, plus six, or a plus nine, which is a huge swing, right? So if you're adding plus nine, you're very likely to succeed at whatever you're doing. However, you always fail on a one, Oh. And so NPCs can't burn grit, but other PCs can for one. And also sometimes the roles are just uh, unevenly matched. So if you're, you know, fighting a Cthulhu kit, right? Some being mm-hmm. from the depths of higher dimensions, uh, whatever that means, you know, they might have a D20 <laughs> and a score and you only have a D8. So burning plus nine sort of evens the odds. Uh, but the grid system's really fun. And we've used it already for fantasy games, for kind of early modern, like witch kind of games. Um, yeah. And you know we've we've have all these settings in the works, and I think well we want to focus and make sure the still fleet the core sort of sci fi universe is supported. And I really love that it's close to my heart; it's kind of my world. The other game designers on the team have their own ideas, um, and I'm really looking forward to starting really now. You know, as we're finishing up, you know, the first rule book, right? Moving to into some of those other genres and thinking about some of these same. Um, issues like okay how do we make it so that the players aren't just you know murder hobos <laughs> but <laughs> kind of put, put in some other position by the the rules or whatever so um yeah we think again it's a, it's a cool system and we'd love people to hack it so i'll just say that right off the bat we'd love people to take it and and create their own stuff and just you know use the basic mechanic um because we think it's it's pretty fun
0: so let me ask a question then you're saying that you'd love people to hack it, and i know there's been a lot of talk about open game licenses and things like that what would someone need to do if they wanted to take a look at this and make their own hack of it or make a supplement using the system?
1: Yeah, great question. We have a license um, and I'm publishing an update really, really soon. Um, I've just, we, we actually... Uh, we're lucky enough, we we have now like a lawyer for for our company. Um, and oh, asked, wow. <laughs> asked him to take a look uh, just because he's he's super interesting. He's actually a game lawyer, really, really great guy. And we wanted um, just his advice given the OGL stuff. But, um, you know, this license that's up is usable, which is you can make whatever you want using the system. Um, just don't literally plagiarize our words, you know, just say like, hey, I'm using, you know, basically asked you to, to insert a couple lines at the beginning saying I'm using, you know, whatever the still fleet is, is, um, a system that we published. Right. But yeah, that's it. So, you know, I, I it's pretty simple and we'd really like people to, um, go ahead and, and use the grit system and have fun with it. And we're actively trying to collaborate. Uh, we have a lot of impending more collaborations. We did some in 2022, but we're really looking forward in 2023 to working with a bunch of different writers. Um, and partially it's about bringing in other voices. So it's not just my you know head canon about the far future it's like (laughs) other people's ideas and yeah and then partially it's because of these other settings and we know of course obviously people love fantasy but they also love kind of modern or more near future sci-fi that isn't so cosmic and zany um and we get that so we were definitely kind of um encouraging people to just just go nuts with it
0: there's the main book that's out which is the still fleet book but there's some setting stuff that's coming out or in the works or could you talk to some of this
1: yeah, yeah. So the core rule book is out. You can get that um, digitally right now on itch or gtrpg. And the physical books um, are shipping the Kickstarter backers in probably at this point, April. And I need to, you know, we're still waiting on the final, final, like, where is it on the boat <laughs> schedule for <from> the, <laughs> the publisher. Um, and we are going to have those in hopefully some stores in New York City and then sell them at conventions. But, uh, you know, th- there'll be ultimately limited supply just because enough people bought them on Kickstarter, so um, we'll have to see sort of how that that goes with physical merch. Um, But we do have some other books, and again, you can buy um, the digital version of our first big setting book um, on DTRPG or Itch right now. It's called The Rain Thieves.
0: The Rain Thieves?
1: The Rain Thieves, yeah. It's a a setting uh, that's like a desert planet. So it's very much kind of uh, both like homage to slash kind of making fun of like a Dune kind of world where... The the native intelligent species are like giant spiders, basically, and there's lots of um, not sapient uh, giant centipedes that produce uh, a sort of proteinaceous, delicious like milk. So there's basically uh, humans that live there now in these caves, and they they ranch centipedes and they try to avoid getting killed by giant spiders. The company in Stillfleet sends you there. Uh, they actually literally forgot the world existed for a long time, and they've recently rediscovered due to a clerical error. You know, they, they rediscovered this planet <laughs> they to used to trade error, with. I
0: appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's very like
1: Terra Gilliam's Brazil in that sense. Good, so they
0: good, that's good.
1: <laughs> they send you there, and they're looking for you to collect samples of a fungus. Um, so these are we're calling them NFTs, new fungus technologies. Uh, but mm. basically, there's a fungus that filters water. Uh, that grows on this planet and it filters water amazingly efficiently. And the company wants to use it to basically help make other desert planets more habitable. But the thing, you know, so whatever, without spoiling too much, uh, you realize that it, this, the ecosystems are extremely fragile in these caves where it's very cool. And there's, there's this filtered water and you can actually kind of sustain life. And most of the, you know, the surface of the planet is extremely hot, you know, sandy desert. So any change to the ecosystem is like, really dangerous for everyone on the the planet. So, uh, you know, it's putting the players in a position of both exploring a really cool setting um, that plays with some classic sci-fi tropes and there's beautiful art, there's lots of rich maps, there's tons of architect, you know, random items that have been left there from visitors from other civilizations um, but there's also this kind of underlying question of will you do the job you were sent to do it's tricky to like get the samples right and then as you do more and more sampling you realize you're kind of screwing things up uh, for people there so you know we wanted to create a setting that and a, that was also a, a, an adventure that was also kind of a, a moral quandary that was interesting but kind of it's really sandbox so uh, pun intended it's it's a fun one. Um, yeah. I wrote a lot for it, but it's it's primarily authored by um, Aaron H., our, our our tech officer, and uh, it's great. It was great to sort of, you know, have someone else take the game and say, all right, hmm, what's like a fun story? What's a fun setting that um, it's mentioned? This setting is mentioned in the core rule book, but it's not one I spent a ton of time exploring. So mm-hmm. I said, Aaron, you know, go nuts, do whatever you want. And we ended up creating... You know, really a, a beautiful book, I think. Um, it has a great, our, our artist is so amazing, Ethan Gould. He did this this faux 70s pulp cover. So, you know, it's one void miner, this this kind of bear-like, you know, species uh, is holding up a fallen companion who's a, a waitin', a, a basically a giant cricket person. And it's got this extremely kind of almost like a, you know, sci-fi, like romance vibe,
0: uh, but with <laughs> yeah.
1: these two non-humans. So it's, you know, it just really shows off, you know, there, there's giant spiders pressing in around them and it's it's got a great, great vibe. So...
0: It, it it is a it's a wonderfully uh, vibrant, colorful cover. I do appreciate it. It's nice. It's good. <laughs> nice. Now you you've been saying something. I and and and, and I like. I'd ask if you could could maybe go a little more in depth. But you're saying architect. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it,
0: could you could you talk about that for a second? The architect a little bit more.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, the the premise of the game, among other things, is that you know humans have come and gone, right? The, and who who knows? This new cohort of humans was. Created in a lab from samples from the original cohort 100 million years ago or whatever, who knows, right? Um, it allows the the player, most players, many players, want to play humans or at least have humans around, to gives them some sort of anchor. So we're like, all right, there's humans in this world somehow, even though millions of years have passed and evolutionarily. <laughs> That wouldn't work that way. But that basically implies there's all, and we, you know, we make up all these different species. So there's giant roach people who ruled Terra about 50 million years ago, the cryptosarids they lived underground in these utopian cave cities that are still there beneath, you know, the sands. Uh, and there are lots of advanced aliens all over the place. They're the void elves, these diminutive post-humans they are, you know, a couple feet tall, who have extremely advanced nanotech and are just dangerous, and their whole society is so advanced that they're just all kind of hedonic artists who just have uh, crazy. Um, art collectives that just do pranks, basically. So they're very dangerous because <laughs> they're always just messing with you. Um, so we sort of posit all these different aliens and and they all have their own technologies. And so the technologies the company has access to, they're kind of you know early, modern, early industrial. So they can like mm-hmm. make a couple guns uh, you know, that shoot straight, but they don't have the ability to make spaceships. but they've discovered this alien space station, right? And they move their their company there, and now they're connecting through these time space gates, stiffworks, to to other worlds, to other stations. Um, and they're getting more tech. And so the game is set at an inflection point. It's sort of a what if, right? What if you were one of these horrible, um, essentially it's about, you know, the, these colonial companies, right? The, the Dutch East India company or something had discovered a space station that let them access advanced tech. But in this case, a lot of the tech is millions of years old. It's just been sitting on some dead world or on some ship, some ring world. So, you know, we call architech, like, you know, ancient tech, but it's 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 about um, kind of salvaging it, repairing it. And and almost uh, a lot of the game, when when I play it and people just love tech and discovery i mean players love finding (laughs) cool items right so so we play we play around with that a lot and 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 a lot of it's like hey this this thing is dangerous like you found a thing that could probably like kill everyone aboard the space station right and like (laughs) should you even should you mess with it or should you you know lie to the company and and not bring it back um so i think that again adds to that tension as opposed to i feel like a lot of times in the classic you know dragon games out there when you find a magic sword it's like cool this is awesome. There's like not a, there's not a huge downside. There are of course cursed items. And so this, this is a little bit in that monkey's paw tradition of like some of the tech is just cool. You have a void elf lightning rifle. Okay. You can do a ton of damage, right? <laughs> some of it is bad. It's your beam saber is leaking radiation and you're going to slowly die of radiation poisoning if you continue to use it in combat. <laughs> so, um, we, <laughs> I like that. you know, we generate a lot of random tech. I think I have a list, you know, but we have, we have tech generators in the, in the, on our website and we, we just have a ton of, of material for sort of thinking through Okay, there's different strata, as we call them, just different kinds of technology from different origins. And they all work a little differently. And so they have different sort of costs and and grit in the game. And those interactions are things and, and we love for players again to come up with new rules for this stuff. I, we've had players on our on our Discord server write, you know, lists of like cocktails that are 3D printed from an automatic ancient, you know, uh drink maker. You know, so they, they come up with all kinds of crazy ideas based on like, <laughs> yeah, you found ancient stuff and, and it still works. Okay, what does it do? Uh what is Excellent. the function? Yeah.
0: I love that. I love that so. Oh, my 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 next question, we're getting close to time, so but sure. this will probably be my last question. You're talking about that company we got to deal with. Is there a? Uh is there a, a space OSHA or an intergalactic workers of the world <laughs> to help my people survive this, this with the company?
1: <laughs> yeah, man, that's, I love this question. Um, we, uh, so, you know, we didn't commit to a single answer really yet in the core rules. Cause we wanted the core rules to be standalone and let GMs kind of take it where they want it. But the answer is yes, there is a, an honorable company. So you work for the worshipful company of self leaders, mm-hmm. um, just to give it an old yield, you know, early modern sounding name, yes. but the, the honorable company is basically the Maoist insurrection that might, (laughs) they might be a psyop, right? They might be the company (laughs) trying to weed out dissidents, or they might be really, you know, the insurgents who are going to use the company's resources to undermine the, the company's directorate, the the sort of managers, um, and also to liberate the provinces. So, so all of the Goldilocks worlds that have these unequal trade agreements with the directorate, they're going to go help them, um, kind of take control of their own, uh, means of production and, and, and reach the same tech parity that the company has. So instead of the company being the only one that can make guns and restore architect and use the stiff works, the, the time space gates, they're going to teach the provincials, the, the people of these other habitable worlds, how to do that. So that, there's definitely kind of a, an antagonist um, faction in the game. And that's something we explore more in the rain thieves and we explore, we're exploring it a lot more this year. So just to announce, we have a book coming um, this year. Uh, that'll be our next Kickstarter by um, Ian Dirk. Uh, and that's a setting called Kadita which is an asteroid that's ha- inhabited by the company but it's half inhabited by the honorable company so, so there's a cold war it's basically a a planet cut in half right there's a kind of berlin wall scenario and they've reached a kind of truce where they they're not you know openly shooting at each other but it's a it's a spy setting so there's a bunch of new classes and powers oh, cool. they're all that espionage yeah and uh, and lying and, and just, you know, secrecy and codes and all that. So that's another way to kind of explore that question you're getting at, which is like, well, what are you supposed to do about it? You know, are you supposed to like just quit and leave? Or are you supposed to fight back um, You know, violently or non-violently or how does that work? So we, we definitely are thinking through those logics. We want to give players and GMs a ton of latitude and not tell anybody there's some actual real world right answer, like easy answer. Yeah. Uh, but it's meant to be a fun you know it's a matrix for telling those kinds of stories. Um, you can also play it as just a straight, we're gonna go find dangerous aliens, uh, you know, beat them up, grab their technology, run away. I mean, you know, we're, we're not gonna stop you from playing it however you want,
0: but
1: uh, you know, we're, we're definitely supporting more and more along the lines of what you're saying. You know, um,
0: excellent, excellent. Yeah. I, I like that. I'm looking for that's pretty cool.
1: Cool. Thank you. Could you tell the listeners
0: where they can get their copies, where they can pick it up, how they can check it out? And, and and if they're curious, what where you would suggest them go first to learn more?
1: We sell our products right now on RPG and itch.io. And we will have physical copies available in New York City, probably starting, um, I, I don't want to say, you know, specific stores without agreements with them. But, you know, we, our team mostly lives in Astoria and Sunnyside, that that part of Queens um, down into Brooklyn. Uh, and there's a lot of great game stores around here, so we're hoping um, at least to have some local copies. Um, we'll hope to you know hit up some conventions, certainly you know GenCon this year. And um, honestly, a good place to get started is our website that has some links. We we have kind of links to everything on itch. I want to say we also do have an app and again, Aaron H, great um, developer the, who made uh, the. The Rain Thieves uh, also made Strings, which is our kind of um, standalone app to support Stillfleet, which we'll be working, we're will working on all the time. He's working all the time, I should say. Uh, so Strings, <laughs> strings.stillfleet.com has a bunch of tools and we'll just be adding more and more. So these are like name generators. You can actually generate a random character uh, that's fully, you know, full, first level. All the rules make sense. Um, and you can, you know, print that out. Uh, so that's a fun way to just get started. There's pregens in our free quick start, but there's also this random character generator now, which which is a, is a fun way to just see like a lot of the the game all at once if you're unfamiliar with it. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd say probably dive in, um, maybe on itch and strings.stillfleet.com.
0: Excellent. And where can they find you online if they want to follow you and check out more? What's what's coming out in the future?
1: Uh, we are everywhere at Stillfleet. Uh, so we're on you know all of the the social media um and really oh come to our discord server We're, we have a pretty active discord community and we'd love to chat with you there so that's a good place to to check out announcements
0: excellent excellent well i want to thank you for coming back on it's been great getting a chance to chat again
1: yeah thank you so much for having me logo I really no appreciate doubt. it
0: no doubt if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today give us a positive review wherever you're listening you can find us on facebook search wobblies and wizards wobblies and wizards.com is our blog i'm on twitter and tiktok at logar crom we're on Patreon. You can use support, patreon.com and wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.